Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. podcast time and we've got the hot burning question did wwe make the right choice going with cody rhodes instead of Sami Zayn on the roads to wrestlemania leading towards the tribal chief i am luco and dad your jam that champion i do have my belt i've just got a dicky shoulder and i'm joined by the person who did not win the title at the royal jamble you know i realized about five minutes ago that Oh, yeah. I'm not the Jam That Champion. Nope. I was kind of banking on being the Jam That Champion, and you are, and now we've got to do another podcast together. <laughs> well, but you've uh, got no gimmicks. I don't know what to do with myself with no gimmicks. I can't I've wear the crown. got the Jam That Championship. Trophies over there. I've got Championship. I've got my, my Jam That Championship right here. Don't you, do you know what? I will put it on my shoulder. I'll hold it like a proud champ. Mm-hmm. As best as I can. A proud D-A-D. A proud D-A-D and a proud C-H-A-M-P. This is the WrestleTalk Podcast. Please do press the subscribe button. This is your first time here. And press that little thumbs up button as well because it helps us in the algorithm. And if you want to join in the conversation, head on over to WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out all of your ultra chats above the five US dollars and above. I think I said above the five US dollars and above, but you get the picture. Next time I'll be deadly serious next time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's, I mean, this is a typical raw review if you're new here. I'm about to do a little quick tangent. Uh, back in the like early 2000s, there were uh, English translations of uh, Takara episodes of Transformers, which mm-hmm. didn't make it over to the Western territories, but they were translated by Japanese students who were learning English as their second language. So there's a moment when Soundwave says to another character, "The next time we meet, I will be there." <laughs> <laughs> yep, a factual statement. He's not. He's not wrong. <laughs> but we're here to talk about Monday Night Raw, and I have found this to be a, I found this to be a fascinating episode of Raw because there were a lot of conversations of which I was a part of, freely I will will say I was a part of, because I thought this might be the case, and I was very much wrong on this. There was a lot of conversations about what will the reaction be for Cody Rhodes, the man who won the Royal Rumble, bearing in mind that Sami Zayn is currently the whitest of hottest baby faces in WWE right now. 
And I had that thought by going into the Rumble, but Cody got a great reception at the Rumble. Yeah. But then the Rumble ended with that angle, mm -hmm. like that killer angle, the angle that everyone is talking about. Like that is the one thing from the show that everyone is talking about. We had that ultra chat in at the end of the Rumble stream that was just like, who could possibly care about Cody Rhodes going for the belts now? Like right. who could possibly care about Cody versus Roman after seeing that angle? And I was like, man, what's, the, what's this going to be like? Turns out if there's one person that knows the WWE audience better than anyone else, it's Triple H. Guess so. Because Cody Rhodes came out here and was treated like a gosh darn hero to these people. There were some big names on this show. Mm -hmm. Cody, Seth, uh, Becky. You had Bobby Lashley on this show. You had like all of the usual big names on Raw. Absolutely all of them were eclipsed by the reactions to Cody Rhodes. And he came out just oozing this star power. And I suddenly thought, this is what Raw has been missing. 100%. This is what Raw has been lacking without Roman as champion being on the show, or our champion on the show, it has been missing something, and it's been missing that star, and that star is Cody Rhodes. It has been missing a main character. Yeah. Because the main character of Raw for much of the last six months or so has either been the Seth Rollins-Austin Theory US title program, which, as good as the matches may be, it's the US title, and people are only going to care about it so much. Yeah. Or it's what's going on in the women's division, which has been good, but it's been missing the WWE World Championship contender level star. And we've got it back now, and it was like an immediate fix yeah. for this show. It felt like it had a central figure again, and someone who feels like the top star of Raw. And I, we had it sort of with Owens because he was a raw guy going right. after the world title, but he was also one fifth or one sixth of a storyline. One seventh, if you include Heyman in there as well. He was just one factor of a storyline. This story here is just, this is Cody versus Roman. Mm -hmm. There's no one else. There's no extra accoutrement around here. This is one guy going after another guy and his title. It's as simple as that. And I think we, we spent a lot of time, obviously, talking about Sami Zayn or Cody Rhodes and who is it going to be and what the reaction is going to be to it. And at least for me, of I preferred to have seen Sami Zayn. I want to see Sami Zayn win the title off Roman. That's just that's the number one thing that I want in WWE at the moment. But I don't think looking at Cody Rhodes winning the Royal Rumble, I don't think I would ever look at that as a bad choice. Yeah. It was just a different choice from the one I would make first. Yeah. Whereas we have seen a number of times WWE make a bad choice for the Royal Rumble winner in years past. And this did not feel like one of them. I think WWE actually has done a very good job of orchestrating how people have reacted to this just based on the match order and everything that we saw at the Rumble with Sami Zayn not being in the Rumble and the main event being the Sami Zayn angle and I'm still not super sold on Cody being the winner at number 30. I'm not sure that I would have done it that way. But I did think that uh, Cody Rhodes coming out at 30 eliminates from people's minds any thought that Sami Zayn could show up at yeah, 30. If they miss that uh, backstage segment on the pre-show. Right. If people have missed that, you're looking at this match and you don't have Cody, who you know is in the match and you know is a big contender to win, you know that he isn't in the match yet, so when there's no Cody Rhodes and it's only 30 left, 
No one in the crowd is thinking, oh, it's going to be Sammy. You don't get the Daniel Bryan Rey Mysterio moment. That's right, yeah. And so there's never been a chance for there to be backlash against the company if there was going to be any anyway. And even if there was, it seems like Cody is just as over as he's ever been since he's come back. And I think the Hell in a Cell match certainly helps towards that. I think the brilliant video packages they Mm -hmm. did leading up to his return as well. And just Cody's a really affable guy. And he's a he's a great promo. Like his promos are like head and shoulders above a lot of the other guys that are on and girls that are on Raw. And he feels I remember when he came back to WWE after Mania, he did that promo on the Raw after Mania. Me and Pete did the live reaction to this. And I was like, this doesn't sound like any WWE promo because mm-hmm. it's a Cody Rhodes promo. Right. Like a lot of WWE promos all sound like WWE promos. That's why Roman sticks out because Roman promos don't sound like Roman promo. Mm-hmm. They don't sound like WWE promos. They sound like Roman promos. Cody's got that as well. Cody just sounds like himself. And he talks very affably about he went to OVW when he was 19. He thought in two years' time he'd be WWE champion because he was that cocky, young, arrogant kid. And he went on a journey. He was a, he never would have thought he'd be a dashing Cody get, telling people like how to dress themselves. He would be wearing face paint in a gimmick that he didn't like. Go on an excursion for a couple of years and discover the wrestling landscape and then come back and win the Royal Rumble. And I wouldn't tell my 19-year-old self that. Because that journey is part of who I am. It's really like, it's great emotional content. It really is. And we saw what the Cody Rhodes babyface arc looked like in AEW. And there have been a lot of the same notes hit from this WWE run thus far compared to the AEW run while it was working. Like the the undeniable lines have been mirrored in both. But in this sense, you get so much more of a hero's journey character arc here with Cody telling this tale because you kind of can tell like the full story here in WWE because he's come full circle back where he started the whole deal. And this promo, I mean, his opening promo, I thought was just fantastic. And if anybody wasn't on board with this, I don't think you could watch that promo and not want to see that match. That's a really good point. Yeah. And he sets the story up. Everyone's like, oh, Cody hasn't got a story. But he set the story up here. Wrestling has more than one royal family. It's the Rhodes legacy going up against the Anawaii legacy. Like, that's a really interesting concept for a story. And there's a lot of time left for them to build that story, too. There's two months where you could get a really cool Rhodes family versus Anawaii family. That's a really interesting story. And I think, again, maybe not the the interpersonal relationship story that we've had with Sami Zayn, the bloodline, and everything that has been building for the last few months leading into this point. But there's still two months worth of time that you can spend telling a really compelling story with Cody and Roman. And I don't know that it's going to be as compelling as the Roman and Sammy story because, frankly, I don't think any WWE story maybe ever has been. But that doesn't mean that Cody and Roman can't go in with a really heckin' good story in two months' time. What I really liked about this promo as well is that you know, we as wrestling fans have been sort of like booking ourselves in circles about trying to like, okay, but how can we actually get to Sammy and roman at mania i compared it on the rumble livestream reaction to when they announced it was kenny omega versus christian cage at all out <laughs> and all of a sudden loads, we just got hundreds of ultra chats in being like no no, that's not actually going to be the main event of all out it's going to be omega and hangman page and this is how they'll get there but no it was just 
it was going to be Omega Cage. Yep. And this is, it's Roman Cody. So, but, but we're still, as fans, trying to like book ourselves in circles to try and get Sammy involved in this. But now I feel really, and I think because of the J, the, the J involvement in the angle on Rumble, I the story I'm really wanting to see now is Sammy and Kevin versus the Usos. You have that as the main event of night one. Mm -hmm. So you have that Sammy bloodline storyline culminating in some form there and then winning the tag titles. And then on night two, it's Roman Cody. And you kind of got your cake and you're eating it too. Yeah. I, I fully expect at this point that that, well, they, they don't have to be in the main event. I would certainly book them to be the main event I, of night one. Everything else will be overshadowed. Yeah, I, I think so. But I I would bet that that is where we're going to end up with this. And I spoke a lot on our live reactions about how well done it was, that closing angle, for giving you the first look at the next chapter yeah. of all of this. And that was Jay's involvement in all this. Mm -hmm. We have something else to tune into SmackDown for, not just to see Sami Zayn cut a valiant babyface promo and everything, but the intrigue of what Jay is going to do. And you can build that for weeks yep. and have that pay off at Elimination Chamber, maybe, where Jay and Kevin Owens are involved Jay well, that's Uso. the problem with the Elimination Chamber. It's in Canada. Yeah, so it's a big problem. It's a big problem. It looks cold, all those graphics, the frozen chamber. Yeah, it's a big problem for the Usos. Yeah, mm, and, yeah. and crossing that border. Yeah. Like, well. there'll, there'll be no Usos involvement at Chamber. Well, boo. But <laughs> regardless, you can at least have Kevin Owens make a save for a post-match beatdown of Sami Zayn. Yeah, there's Solo involved still. There's still plenty of time for them to work all this in the way that they want to, and... So far, I can't argue with the results that we're seeing. Yeah, I, th I think Sammy, Sammy going for the belt at Elimination Chamber, and I've, I've been saying this for ages, for me, that was always the one that made the most sense because it's in Montreal. Yeah. Like, as the baby-faced time to do a Sami Zayn title match, that's the time to do it. It'll be a bigger reaction there than it'll ever be at WrestleMania. And you get that, and then we can get the Cody thing later. Yeah, there's still... Sammy and Roman. I, that's a singles match I still really want to see, but I don't need to see it right now. What I want to see now is that combination of the Sammy J interaction and things like that. I mean, I kind of want to see the storyline continue and weave its way through the next few months. I think, because I think for a lot of people, this Roman storyline, the Roman title reign was about ready to culminate for a lot of people. A lot of people looked at this WrestleMania and, you know, this is where the, yeah. the the big title change could happen. I could just as easily see Roman Reigns beating Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania. And then you build and you continue this storyline. Like, there's no reason that a Sami Zayn Roman storyline has to be blown off in the next two or three months. This could be a big SummerSlam match. They could build and do this just later on and still have very good results with it but again uh, that's not based on anything that's just speculation we could see a big cody Rhodes culmination coronation at wrestlemania who knows who knows i don't know where we're going to be going with this but i'm actually really excited to see it and i thought this cody promo was great it also set up a main event for us which was cody versus finn balor because mm -hmm. the judgment day came out and did their usual judgment day shtick and said like you ruined the judgment day's plans at royal rumble dom was supposed to win he's the only multi-generational talent that should be main eventing wrestlemania the crowd started trying to kick his ass kick his ass and that set up the the main event which was a fun little match yeah it's fun to see cody back in and like doing a wrestler and all that and like the but the for me the story of this match was 
the crowd came alive. Mm -hmm. This crowd were dead for so much of the wrestling on this show. Even like Rollins versus Gable. You could hear a pin drop at times for some of those near falls. But Cody wrestling Balor, the crowd came alive. It's something to be said about just someone with some genuine star power to them right now. And if Cody had been on TV every single week for the last six months, nine months, maybe that doesn't happen because, again, he's a fresh fresh face on this show that the show has desperately been needing. But at the same time, like his presentation since his return to WWE has just kind of been top notch. Yeah. And at times, a lot of these other characters haven't felt particularly important for as good a wrestler as Seth Rollins might be. I'm not super invested in what he's got going on on TV at the moment. So I don't particularly blame a lot of the the fans that were there for not being as interested in the rest of the show, even though, I mean, put Seth Rollins versus Chad Gable on a piece of paper and show it to me and I'll be like, yes, please. I'll pay pay to see that. Yeah, it was a really good match, as were a lot of the matches on this show. But again, so much of WWE's problem is that like not a lot of the the people on the shows feel important especially on a three-hour show with so many people yeah and cody feels important right now uh the main event saw cody Rhodes beat finn balor after edge and beth phoenix ran down and attacked judgment day at ringside and then cody Rhodes hit the three crossroads for the win very i thought this was a very fun match yeah fun match and it kind of capped off what was a really fun episode of raw and i'll, I'll get into a little bit more uh, once we've done some some ultra chats um because i thought it was a really smart episode of raw mm-hmm. in terms of the the choices that triple h made coming off of that really hot angle at uh, rumble i thought this was such a smart episode of raw to keep viewers invested Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. 
Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. We'll get into that uh, once we've read out uh, some of your ultra chats on the Cody Rhodes, Sami Zayn situation. And you guys have got a, whoa, a lot of thoughts uh, <laughs> that you want to share on this, which is great to see. Thank you so much for joining us. If you want to join the conversation, rusttalk.com forward slash support. Uh, but Modmother, if you are there, if you can hear us, um, let's have a thumbs up, thumbs in the middle, thumbs down. Cody Rhodes over Sami Zayn. Thumbs up, thumbs in the middle, thumbs down. See what we think. Yeah. Uh, View Gyeong says, do you think they would do Sammy and KO versus the Usos at Elimination Chamber? Jay walks out on Jimmy, thus losing the tag belts. They can still do Cody Reigns at WrestleMania and then have a trios match with Sammy, KO, and Jay versus Reigns, Jimmy, and Solo. As yeah. I think one of the things, I actually forgot about this until Ollie reminded me of it in our three-count prediction video that we recorded today, which will be going out next week, I think. Might be this weekend. Um, they're the Usos can't get into Canada. Because I had like all of this stuff. I was like, yeah, you could do this with the Usos. And then it was like, oh yeah, they can't get there. I was like, oh yeah, dang it. So, yeah, it's a bit of a bummer. But I mean, at the end of the day, uh, I, don't, I, don't see, uh, I don't see Jay turning on Jimmy. No, I, I, I don't know. I said in the prediction video, it was a bit of a spoiler for it jay sides with roman yeah but i don't i'm so, i'm so excited for smackdown yep. so so excited and this jay is the thing i'm actually most excited for sam at ali saying wwe have lightning in a bottle with sammy versus roman and it should happen at mania if jay screws sammy at elimination chamber isn't that taking jay's character backwards by helping roman win i just don't see enough emotional investment from cody versus roman to take us into mania there's time. There's still two months. There's two months there. And I will say, regarding Jay's character, Jay Uso is such a multi-dimensional character. You could have him screw Roman, you could have him screw Sammy, and justify it just with what kind of story you want to write. Yeah, it's not exactly Daniel Garcia just back in the Jericho. Exactly. He went back to square one. That is backwards. That's taking the character backwards. Yeah. Jay is got Jay is at the point now where he could go in any direction. It would never feel backwards. Yeah. Goki says Cody being the guy to beat Roman is a bad idea. Where's the journey? Nobody screwed him out. There were no obstacles he needed to get through. He just came back and won the Rumble from the number 30 spot. That's not a satisfying conclusion to Roman's reign. I mean, he did have one big obstacle. He broke his tit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's had to make like a hero's journey. Not like the whole thing is the journey. Yeah. You know, the, the journey doesn't necessarily have to be he runs a gauntlet of every member of the bloodline from now until then or anything like that. It's... He has been the whole journey that we heard in this promo. Like, that is his roadblock. That is him going in and thinking he's going to do this at 19 or 21 or whatnot. And then having to go through the hardships of being dashing Cody Rhodes, being stardust, having to leave and come back, and then immediately face this injury, fight to come back from that, beat Walter in the Royal Rumble, which 
That's a big obstacle, if you ask me. And now, I mean, I'm sure he'll have a match at Elimination Chamber and still have people to go through between yeah. now and then. I think we gotta pump the brakes on on the thing a little bit. I would as well. And like you said earlier, I think if I if you'd have given me the option for the Rumble, I don't know if I'd have put Cody in at number 30. Yeah. But also, I actually completely agree with what you also said, which is that putting him at number 30 removes the Sammy the question really yeah if you get to 29 and cody's not there he was like okay cool well i know that it's cody then yeah and i don't then have to worry i don't have to boo cody yeah uh charles berg said to play devil's avocado i unfortunately see sammy as a sacrificial lamb what better way to make a villain hated than to uh, than for them to kill a puppy i do believe sammy has a role to play in roman losing the titles but cody is mega over and more marketable. Well, he sure, sure sold a lot of shirts. Didn't he just? Like, his shirts were selling like hotcakes at the Rumble by all reports. Like, you couldn't get hold of one because they were just sold out everywhere. So, I mean, that's also something to very much play into this. And I've seen a few people say this on Twitter, and I haven't really considered it before, but do do I want to see Sammy as champ? Like, I don't know. Like, I, I, In a way, yeah, and I think that would be amazing, but... Is it necessary for him to be champ? Uh, I mean, I could, I could see it go either way. Yeah, My, I mean, I don't. As I, I said, I don't know if I fully agree with that as a take. Yeah, I, I also said in the in the office today, half in jest, half being like, yeah, but actually, you know, you have Cody lose to Roman at WrestleMania, Kevin and Sammy are the tag champs, and they go and do WrestleMania Backlash, Roman versus Sammy again. Sammy wins. Kevin Owens immediately turns on him. You just do, <laughs> you just do NXT again. Uh, Matt Hennessy said, I think it's a case of who is more over and that Sammy. Uh, from, from a storyline of fan investment, him dethroning Roman is what needs to happen. A lot of people who were, who were on the Cody bandwagon that I talked to changed their mind after the trial and the rumble angle. That's in the, I mentioned on the, the live stream, you know, Cody being the rumble plan made sense when cody you know when cody got injured yeah but then all the sammy situation happened credits WWE for sticking to their guns mm -hmm. you know and i know they've changed this this whole sammy thing was only meant to be a short run thing but it got so over that they stuck with it and developed it even more but yeah i mean credit they stuck to their guns and triple h trusted in his own process to be like i i can make this work and so far he's making it work and i also will say because i'm not going to write off anybody who says that sammy was the right choice and cody was the wrong choice Absolutely and not. everything because we've just seen a really good cody performance on this show yep we haven't seen smackdown yet we could watch exactly, smackdown yeah. and sammy Zayn could it might not be on this week's show but sammy Zayn could cut the best babyface promo we've seen in years and everyone will be like we need to see this roman and sammy match he needs to be the one and that just might be reinforced after that we haven't seen it yet and it comes back to that ultra shot that we had at the rumble stream i think i think i will bring that one up quite a lot in that in this lead up to mania if things do continue down that sort of path of who possibly cares about cody because the sammy thing's so good but we'll certainly see. Elimination Chamber's not that far away no, either. It's only three weeks from yeah, now. Yeah, it's only a handful of weeks, yeah. yeah. Martin says, I know you guys love Sammy, and yes, he is one of the performers. Despite that, despite that fact, I'm a big Cody fan, and I can see Cody more as a champion than Sammy. Sammy is good as an underdog, and that direction suits him better than credible champion. I mean... I don't necessarily disagree. I mean, the you look at NXT as like the prime example of the babyface run for the title and then he immediately lost it because the run and 
him having to to get revenge for what Kevin Owens did to him yeah. is more exciting than Sami Zayn with a long run as champion. So I don't necessarily disagree with this take. I think that Sami Zayn's an excellent performer and is very multidimensional himself. So great, yeah. He could do it. But I mean, I, I bet the WWE title would look good on Cody Rhodes. Just look at him. Ben Vlerick says, I'm surprised Cody's allowed to use the Cody Cutter. Is it not just a super RKO? How come he does it? It's an earful. Yet when Randy does it as a regular RKO, it's usually the finish. Wrestling, don't question it. I guess it's just me, LOL. I mean, that's it. You yep. don't question it, you know? Why is Raven's DDT more impactful than anyone else doing a DDT? Why does Alexa Bliss win with the DDT? Why does a super kick end matches when it's like the Usos or the Young Bucks doing it, but everybody else still does a super kick? It's wrestling. Maybe uh, he, they, Randy Orton has uh, perfected the move that's, and, that's, and hits it more more effectively. That's always the argument, isn't it? Is they perfect the move. Shawn Michaels, you know, he tuned up that band. Yep. Like the young bucks just throw them out. Yeah, those big, those indie kids don't know how to work. They don't know how to tune that band up. <laughs> Otherwise, they'd be finishing their matches with it. Aidenator eight hundred says the one thing that makes me hesitant about a tag title win for Sammy at Mania is that I worry that he'll fall back down the mid card once he loses them. If they wait too long, the opportunity to give him a world title may slip by. There is something to be said about striking while the iron is hot. Oh yeah, and you're you're not guaranteed that forever. Uh, ben Vlerick, don't remember the last time I was so excited for Mania, Chamber 2 for that matter, so much so that I've already planned my day off work to watch Night 2 Live. So many exciting possibilities. What's going to happen with Sammy, Jay, Jimmy, Roman, Cody, etc.? I, yeah, I'm really excited to see it all go down. Yeah, I mean, this is a much better road to WrestleMania already than we had last year. <laughs> just, uh, I don't think they're going to switch the WWE title to four different people before we get there. <laughs> Chiara Angela Nasty says, first Seth, now Sammy. Legend says that when Roman goes to Ikea, he stays shoulders against the wall, pressing, passing by the chair aisle, trusting nobody. But yes, I noticed Ultra Chat's way longer than 255 characters. How do they do? Patreon, in the link, here's the... Uh, here's uh, in the link, here's the limit. Well, okay, so people often send in multiple ultra mm -hmm. chats, and then our moderators just combine them into one. Yeah, that is how people do it. Vandalia, nineteen ninety eight. I know they won't do it, but what do you think of Sammy beating Roman at the Chamber, and they do Sammy versus Cody at Mania? Of course, they'll probably turn Cody heel unless they try and do a face versus face thing. I, I, Cody Sammy is for me is way less interesting than Cody Roman as it currently stands based on this episode of Raw. But again, like you said. We don't know what's going to come on SmackDown. No, either way, I think the money is with Roman Reigns going into WrestleMania as champion. Me too. Uh, unfortunately, because of Streamlabs being Streamlabs, it still is using uh, still is losing some uh, usernames. Unfortunately, uh, so this one is a missing username. I'm afraid. Please do alert our moderators and let them know. Hello, Luke and Tempest. This is my first Ultra Chat, and I was at the show last night. Really nice to see how beloved Cody was, despite how over Sammy is. I could tell Cody was having a ton of fun at the show last night. It was lovely to see. I mean, there's nothing better than just being a popular babyface. Yeah. Like, if you go out there and you're trying to cut your babyface promo and the crowd's just dead, it is it is death TV. But being able to just go out there and and let the people come to you and have that be a symbiotic relationship, it's awesome. And Cody Rhodes is one of the best at it in WWE right now. The camera 777. I trust Triple H. I trust Triple H with what I've seen so far, but no bloodline anything last night kind of cools excitement as we have to wait until Friday. Also kind of annoyed there'll be no belt split and Sammy is not going to get that magic moment. Sammy Zania. Hashtag Sammy Zania. So, I mean, that I'll, we'll come on to that because I thought that Triple H did a really smart job of addressing that imbalance because, mm. yeah, like 
I when they said we'll see the the bloodline thing, I was like, all right, they're not on the show whatsoever. But I think he did enough, yeah, to kind of switch, like to swing the pendulum the other way, or at least make it feel like it's there's the scales are balanced. This was the raw that focused on the Royal Rumble winners as opposed to the title, yeah. and that that's fine. I don't think that you can wait five days. Another missing username here says, "Hey guys, thanks for the live stream. Finally figured out my issue with Cody challenging over Sammy. Granted, plans can change, but it feels like reading my most personal Batman Joker comic uh, ever, and then Superman pops up in the second to last page to save everyone." interesting it's not the worst an analogy i've ever heard no no Eva cassidy didn't cody say he wasn't clear to be in the rumble until early that day maybe that's why they only put him in at number 30 uh i mean i have heard i have heard that that he wasn't cleared until the rumble but i don't know how much of a role it would play in, yeah. in everything shelby here says good morning guys really enjoyed raw last night felt like more of a complete show as far as cody goes i think it's important to note that the bloodline storyline is about identity not the titles. It's a little, from, little from column A, a little from column B, but I, yeah. I, I take your point. It's always been about Sammy's self-confidence, Roman's ego, Jay's loyalty, Solo's dedication, Jimmy's enjoyment of being near the main event, and Paul's need to be close to power. Shelby's not wrong there. No. Absolutely not wrong at all. But it is also about Roman having the titles. Yeah. I mean, I saw a lot of people always talking about this when they would say that like the Roman rock match wouldn't need the title and it's like yeah i understand what people are saying but at the same time the symbolism of roman reigns being the head of the table is that he is the champion yeah and he's the head of wwe so it's like i understand that the, the the whole thing is not about being universal champion and everything but it also is what that belt in this context represents yeah uh, Yorkmaster53 said, Roman Reigns versus Cody is the right choice. Wrestling has more than one royal family. Roman Reigns and Sammy's story ends at Elimination Chamber with Jay, Jay backing the bloodline. The emotional heartbeat of the story is Jay and Sammy, i.e. Usos versus KO and Sammy. After that, the bloodline big downfall begins. As a correction to what I said earlier, some people pointed out in the chat, I believe it. I think it might just be Jimmy that can't go across. Maybe Jay can. Maybe. But I can't, I rem I can't remember the Jay did the last show in Canada. But having said that, that was also when, well, one of you can't go, so both of you can't go. Right. What do we do with just one of you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shelby's back again saying, the titles have just been devices in this story so much that it would be a massive pop for Sammy to dethrone Roman. The story is not about those titles. Meaningful ending is Sammy remembering that he is the one that stands up to bullies. Got a couple more here. Guy says, hey guys, I think a way of splitting the titles could work is Roman refusing to defend one of them against Sammy because... Uh, either because the WWE belt is too prestigious or because he's had the Universal belt the longest. Probably won't happen, but a man can dream. I, I think we're past the point of splitting the titles. Yeah. If they were going to do it, I would have done it in like the fall and have Seth win, win one of them. Yeah, I, I, I still can't. I still have not been given a good storyline justification. For yeah. And lastly here from Anonymous that says, feel like the true story here is Jay finally escaping the clutch of Roman. You can still do Roman and Cody at WrestleMania. Sammy and Jay is the battle we need after Jay beats Roman. This can go all the way through the spring. Then you can do Roman and Sammy at SummerSlam. Yeah. Once again, yeah, there's there's more to this than just Roman versus Sammy being the final chapter of this. Absolutely. I don't think the storyline ends in the near future at all. Whether it's the the Usos and their role in the bloodline or mm -hmm. or just Roman Reigns going through a downward spiral after losing the titles at some point. There's so many more chapters of this that they can choose to write. I'm not I'm not particularly worried.
Uh, so let's review the rest of this episode of Raw, which had a through line uh, across the night, which is, you mentioned earlier, Rumble winners mattering and the Elimination Chamber being about the United States Championship. So they set up the United States Championship Elimination Chamber early, before the show even started and said there'll be qualifying matches. Obviously, Austin Theory's in there defending the belt. And we had three qualifying matches on the show and two qualifiers next week. Big thumbs up for me on that. Matches with stakes. Matches with stakes. And then later on, they announced the Women's Chamber match will also be a Raw-branded Chamber match to pick a uh, challenger for Bianca Belair because Rhea Ripley chose Charlotte Flair, which we'll discuss in a minute. And that has got the... Four of the final five of the Rumble that didn't win the Rumble, plus a fatal four-way next week to determine who the fifth entrant is, and a uh, a sixth person is yet to be announced. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, I am not a huge fan of the idea of doing the US title chamber match, just because I think that's kind of wonky, and maybe I'm just scarred from that Intercontinental Championship chamber match because it was (laughs) terrible, (laughs) but there's no Ryback in this one, so we should be better mm-hmm. off. But uh, yeah, it was just a show where it felt like pretty much every segment mattered. And that does not often happen on Raw. I'm just going to just pause for just one second because our poll has finished about uh, Cody over Sammy. Check this out. Dig this. Thumbs up, 39. Thumbs down, 31. In the middle, 29. That is incredibly split. That is such a split. That's insane. That is wild. <laughs> it's as close as you're going to get to 33, 33, 33 <laughs> as you can do. Well, it appears that we'll be talking about this a lot, and people's opinions are going to sway back and oh, forth man. for the next two months. Oh, it's going to be a fun few months. Yeah. Man, I can't wait. Uh, the first of our qualifiers came with Seth Rollins versus Chad Gable. Um, I was really pulling for Chad to be in this because I was kind of, I'm kind of done with Seth going after the US title for mm. a bit, but really. Like they set up in a couple of segments time, Rollins' match is against Logan Paul at Mania. Yeah. So he is in this match to be a name in this match. They'll probably have a Logan Paul distraction of some description and that'll be Rollins' elimination. Yeah. But either way, this was an awesome wrestling match. The reversal, the ankle lock reversals yes. they did towards the end of like Gable constantly having it locked in, Seth finding a way to escape, but Gable still had it held in. And then the reversals into the reversals into the reversals into the pedigree. So cool. It was so much fun. It was that's the kind of wrestling that like I really just love seeing out of guys like this. I think I am getting about ready. And maybe we'll see this in the near future, given that Otis might be doing something else. Mm-hmm. I'm really ready for Chad Gable to start having his day. Yeah. You know, he always felt like he's the Triple H guy where it's like, okay, your time will come. But we're going to use you to get the other guys over because you're going to have the great matches with everybody. I'm about ready for him to have his time. And I'd like to think that after WrestleMania, we might get that. I got big Kurt Angle countering the ankle lock thing in this match. Absolutely. The Inzagiri that he just catches and locks in the ankle lock straight away. I had the biggest smile (laughs) on my face watching this. Um, Gable's back to being a heel as well, Mm -hmm. which I thought was odd. Two weeks of a baby face, and then it's just back to being a heel again. I don't watch this show. As far as I'm concerned, that never happened. As, um, as I said on the Rumble stream, I must have missed an episode of Main Event or something <laughs> where they were back to being heels. Just one. <laughs> just one episode of Main Event you missed. Yeah, and then it's the one I decide to miss. 
Uh, we had EO Sky versus Candice LeRae announcing as well that Kai uh, picked up an injury in mm. the Rumble as well, which they also did something later on with. Uh, Candice did come out with me in because they are doing a tag title program between the four of them. Sky's dive through the ropes was terrific. Oh, she's fantastic. Really was. Uh, it was a really good match, and she Candice had the match won or seemingly had. In fact, no, she did have the match won. It was yep. a visual pin, but Kai distracted the referee. Bailey then distracted Candice, and it allowed EO to roll her up for the win. I do, it's it's tricky, because I felt like this was kind of a lame finish, mm. like it was a little bit flat, and that might just be because Mia Yim didn't get like physically involved. I like the idea of the numbers game working against them, where Mia Yim is there to try and balance out damage control, but there's two of them and only one of her, so she can't be on both sides of the ring, and then Bailey does the other thing on the other side. But it does just kind of feel like damage control were getting involved, and Mia Yim just kind of walked over them and was like, stop that. Mm. And they still cost <laughs> Candice the match. That being said, being able to tune into Raw and see one of the best women's matches that I've ever seen live, that being Candice and EO from TakeOver Toronto 2, Oh, it was really cool. Like, they, these are the kind of matches that I desperately wish I could get on SmackDown. <laughs> well, you got Nia Jax now. <laughs> Fight we, me. Because we got Chelsea Green. So, you are definitely getting Nia Jax. I don't want it. Can I keep the receipt? <laughs> yeah, because you've got her and Tamina as well. Is Tamina on SmackDown? Oh, no, I think... Uh, Tamina might be on Raw. She was with Dana Brooke, wasn't she? I don't know. <laughs> well, there's no one mean. Crikey. Um, but yeah, I, it was... I, I think my if I was to be like, you know, oh, a, a hypercritical of this, it's lame duck tag team booking. Yeah. You know, uh, Mia Yim picked up a singles win over Dakota Kai. EO picks up a singles win over Candice LeRae. It's not a hot feud. No. No. They'll, they'll have a five-minute match at Elimination Chamber. You know... Anything that gets me another opportunity to see Candice and Eo in the ring together, I'm going to be happy. Rhea Ripley came out to announce her decision for WrestleMania. Now, last year, they clearly set up that the direction was Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair. All of my predictions for Rhea Ripley going into the Rumble was like, but it's because she's facing Bianca Belair. They set this up on TV and they've been building this story for the last couple of months now. So she'll win the Rumble, then challenge Bianca Belair, super strong Bianca Belair versus unbeaten Rhea Ripley. That's the big match at Mania. So Rhea Ripley picked Charlotte Flair mm -hmm. because Charlotte Flair beat her at Mania a couple of years ago in a match that no one was in attendance for. I, I wonder if they just really, really want Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte to be a thing. And yeah. so now they're just doing it again with the full building. Could be, you know, because it was... I don't think anyone would have seen this coming. Not really. And it's funny because you start looking ahead to like the Elimination Chamber and then therefore what they're going to be doing with Bianca Belair. And we were trying to come up with an idea for like, oh, what could it be? And the consensus that everyone came to, given that who was who's in the match currently, is that Asuka versus Bianca Belair may be the direction. Oh, I think it's I think it's Raquel. Oh, I hate that. I think it's Raquel. The, and I think for my big prediction for it, it's Raquel last eliminating Piper Nevin. So she hits her with the Tahani bomb. She's super dead strong. Going up against Bianca Belair, who herself is super dead strong. I mean, the reason I could see that happen is be is just because of that one shot they did of Raquel, Bianca, and Rhea after Mania 37, true, where they yeah. all had the belts in NXT. 
and they're like, look at this class of NXT champions that are all succeeding. And having all three of them involved in the women's championship at WrestleMania, I could see the logic behind that, but also, I would rather see Asuka. But <laughs> yeah. my point being that I would have figured that Rhea faces Bianca, and you have Asuka face Charlotte for the for the SmackDown title. That and works get for the, me, get brother. the win back from that Mania match that Charlotte also shouldn't have won. <laughs> That works for me, brother. Yeah. But no, we're going with Ripley and Flair. And It'll be a good match. It will be a great match because they had a great match at Mania. They did When they had their match Mania, it was dead good. Yeah. So I think this will all be this will be really good because Rhea's way better now than she was then. Mm-hmm. And like Flair's just naturally very good at what she does. So it will be a good match. It's just it's not the match that I was... If you'd have given me the choice, mm-hmm. I'm going with Belair over Flair. Yeah. But, you know, as it is, we also were just we went to Twitter to like, you know, double check some of this because they, they put up a graphic for Cody versus Roman at Mania. Like that is the main event. It's Cody Roman at Mania. But they also put up a graphic for Charlotte and Rhea Ripley. Well, I mean, it's, it says that it's Charlotte Flair, but who's that? Who is? Is that Dana Brooke? <laughs> Who is that in that render? That looks nothing like Charlotte Flair. That's definitely Rhea Ripley. Yeah. But who is that blonde that's next to her? <laughs> it, it's some sort of uncanny valley going on here. Did it? Is it done by AI? Maybe. Like, did AI put together this graphic and like you just put in a description of what Charlotte Flair looks like? I she, I feel like she looks like some other former WWE performer. I think, and I can't put my finger on it. The first person that was Maurice. Yeah, a little bit. It's a little Maurice. But I can't. It's. I can't quite figure out who it is. It's actually a bit Britt Baker in a way. I can see a bit of Britt in there. A little bit. If the hair's different, yeah. The hair's darker. I could see a bit of it. It's bizarre. <laughs> it's such a weird <laughs> photo. <laughs> anyway, yeah. There we go. It's Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. It's not what I would have done. Yeah. Uh, Kathy Kelly interviewed Seth Rollins, uh, and he came in. <laughs> But really, it was there to talk about Logan Paul. And the second she mentioned Logan Paul's name, he had nothing to say and he walked away. I can't wait for that. They are going to go out there with the intention of stealing the show. and They're going to. And they're going to do it. I will put my money down right now. Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul is going to steal the show at WrestleMania. Yeah. Seth Rollins looked at that springboard spot from the Rumble and was like, how can we do that but better? Our second qualifying match was Johnny Gargano versus Baron Corbin, which told a very simple story, which is that Johnny Gargano sucks and uh, Baron Corbin doesn't like vanilla midgets. Um, And then Johnny Gargano won because Dexter Loomis chopped up JBL's hat with a hatchet. This was, I think, the one segment on this show that made me sad. (laughs) I don't think it made me sad. It just... I really wish they'd stop presenting Johnny Gargano like he sucks. Yeah, I mean, as someone who was there the night that Johnny Gargano came back and how cool that was, and of course a lot has changed in the last, you know, five months or so, but my goodness, has Johnny Gargano's stock fallen a lot since yeah. then. I There's a lot that you could do with this guy. I would not have put him anywhere near Dexter Loomis. And I get that that is just Triple H, what he likes to do. He's a big fan of this Dexter Loomis guy. But, like, I hate it when all of the heels are like, can we call the cops on this guy? And I'm like, yeah, you should. 
He's a psycho with an axe. Dude, you're preaching to the choir, man. I know. I I don't know how Dexter Loomis was the baby face when he broke into the Miz's house while his children were asleep. Where were you on those NXT reviews (laughs) when I needed you? I was in the chat telling you that it was good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's not so fun now when it's happening on the show you review, is it? I mean, Johnny Gargano won that match. Uh, Baron Corbin also continues to suck, apparently. That's his character. That's not me saying it. That's his character. He's rubbish. Yeah. I mean, this is the first time that I've seen Baron Corbin, aside from the Royal Rumble, like since he left SmackDown months and months and months ago. And the big takeaway I have is he has a JBL now. Yeah, he does. That's it. He's the modern day wrestling god. Uh, We had the VIP lounge with Austin Theory. Um, So a nice little 2005 throwback, I guess. And Theory wanted to be a part of this to make the VIP lounge relevant. It was a great line when he was like, I used to watch this as a kid. MVP debuted in 2006. Nice throwback to 2007. (laughs) (laughs) I just have 2005 is like my... My my sort of go to year should be, I should have known it was two thousand six because that's when I joined the Smart Marks forums yep. and that and it was around the time that he had that the match the first pay per view match mm-hmm. Judgment Day uh something like that. <laughs> something like that yeah and I was like surely the character he should have lost his whole well, build up was that he wanted this this and this and then he won I was like oh okay yeah my favorite part of all this was we had a throwback to my favorite year ever two thousand and eight. Because they're talking about the, the Elimination Chamber spot from last year where Austin Theory was like, I was in the terrifying spot. Brock Lesnar threw me off the top of the pod. And MVP was like, yeah, well, I was in the Elimination Chamber and Undertaker threw me off the top of the pod. And I was like, I remember that. I saw that. That was like the first pay-per-view that I ever saw. No way out. 2008. <laughs> ah, nostalgia. But also, I'm speaking of, Theory in this said that he's got ruthlessness and aggression. Mmm, Wink. He's for sure facing John Cena at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Um, Theory also said that Lashley won't be in the chamber, which is confirmed. He's not going to be in the Elimination Chamber. Yep. And so talking about how he thinks that MVP sees Lashley as his meal tickets, the only way he can carry on being employed. Uh, Bobby Lashley came down. Uh, he was MVP initially tried to hold back Bobby Lashley, and then Austin Theory said, "Yeah, listen to your daddy." And MVP was like, "All right, fine." Yeah, he stepped aside. Go, go get him. So Bobby attacked Austin Theory for a little bit, but then uh, he accidentally speared MVP. Austin Theory grabbed MVP's cane and pulled him into the way of yeah. Bobby Lashley's spear. Oh, it was an effective little segment, I guess. Effective but little I mean, segment. Kind of done seeing Austin Theory and Bobby Lashley. Oh, me too. They wrestled at like Money in the Bank last year. Yeah, I mean, I can tell you what was what will happen to this because it's not going to be at the chamber. Yeah, it's just going to be Austin Theory versus Bobby Lashley in the main event of TV, and Brock Lesnar will come out and Bobby Lashley won't win again. I feel like I've seen that a yeah. few times now. It literally happened last, last week. week. <laughs> uh, Byron interviewed Judgment Day. A uh, lot of, actually, Finn Balor, we did mention this earlier, but a lot of um, Finn Balor talking about Bullet Club. Yeah. Yeah, do you, yeah oh, like, oh, I know this. Yeah, he's stolen some things from me in the past. He's always been copying my ideas. I, I love this idea. I never once have thought Cody Rhodes stealing ideas from Finn Balor, but yeah. Yeah. All right. If you're if you're gonna be a delusional heel, you can talk about Bullet Club, and I'll be like, eh, I remember that. Yeah, everybody likes Bullet Club, right? Up next was the Miz, who came out to his new character is that he also sucks um, because he was eliminated first from the Rumble. I thought and... you said this was a new character. <laughs> no, no, no. This character would really work if he hadn't have beaten Dexter Loomis. Yeah. If he hadn't have won that feud, this character would really, really work. But he did. Um, but anyway. 
he came out here being like, I should be more respected. I'm a Grand Slam champion, et cetera, et cetera. Usual Miz stuff, but delivered very, very well. Adam Pearce comes out and says, you know what? I've had a guy knocking on my door all day looking for a match. So please welcome the newest signing to Monday Night Raw, a returning Rick Boogs. Shout out to Rick Boogs. Back from injury. Yeah. Good on him. He's really obnoxious on this show, wasn't he? Where were his video packages like Cody? Yeah. 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 Anyway, yeah, he was he was quite obnoxious. He he came in. He did make me like the Miz more. That is <laughs> impressive feat. And I like Rick Boogs as well. I was a big I was the Boogenhagen guy on the yeah. NXT podcast being like, he's hilarious. Like he's really good, but yeah, he was a bit much for me here. It's like um, he didn't have a, his guitar. Like his he had an air guitar. He had an air guitar, which is what Eric Boogenhagen used to do. He used to air guitar it. But I don't know. I, I thought there was a certain level of charm to his uh, very, very repeated routine of introducing Shinsuke Nakamura and doing mm. the the electric guitar bits and, and everything. Whereas this was just him having a, a fit. He's yeah. just air guitaring and air drumming. And the Miz is like, what is this guy? I, I tell you who he is. He's Elias. Yeah. And, and he'll be yeah. as over as Elias currently is. Oh, oh dear. That's not a very high ceiling. <laughs> it's not. Uh, it did lead to a match between Rick Boogs and The Miz. The Miz was in his suit and constantly told everyone he was in his suit the entire match. Double-breasted it, suit. It was very funny. He was lifting me up and he like, put me down, I'm in a suit! And then Boogs hit him with a move and won. Yeah. It was short. It was short. Speaking of talent jumping from brand to brand, Chad Gable and Otis were walking backstage Past the maximum male models. For what what reason do they have to be here? I don't know. <laughs> but all of a sudden they were there and I was like, what? What? There? And um, Mansoir was like, oh, he's hideous. And the other one said, oh, thank you very much. It was like, oh, he's ugly. And Maxine kept stepping forward and said, he's perfect. You know, I'm here for it. Yeah. Otis I'm... in maximum male model segment sounds like money to me. Uh, that to me. Seems like the first good thing that Maximum Male Models might do. Yep. Yep. 100%. And again, this was the point I was getting to earlier where I hope that that means we can free up Chad Gable to go on a singles run after WrestleMania, perhaps. Uh, Bailey came out for a promo with a video recap of Raw 30 where they didn't do the cage match. And Bailey said, hey, I'm done with Becky. I've laid her out. I'm I'm done with her now. I also eliminated from the Rumble. I'm moving past her. Becky came out to say that we're not done. Uh, I didn't need to win the Rumble. I just need to make sure that your girls didn't help out. And, you know, Becky did eliminate Kai and Sky. So, you know, I guess she was right there. And then Bailey cut this promo where she was just like, oh, you're overrated. Like, everyone loves you, but I just don't think you're as, as good as people think you are. You're not even good enough for your husband. And I, that line would have been great, but she was like, your husband. Which is Seth Rollins. <laughs> <laughs> In case anybody didn't know... And then she had this line where she said, he only married you because he knocked you up. Oh, dang. That's not very nice. That's not a nice thing to say. Poetically, though, very nice. This uh, Their relationship started in Orlando in NXT. Next week, they're in Orlando, and that's where they're going to finish this feud. That's a nice little denouement. Yeah. Not bad. I like this little feud. And I don't know if I like, like it significant. Like, I think I might just... Love this because it is head and shoulders better than any women's content I get on SmackDown. (laughs) Well, that's true enough. Yeah, You know, like it feels like two, the two biggest stars in the women's division outside of the champion 
are having a feud that's not over the championship, and it's great. Yeah, it's good. And yeah, I don't, I don't know what that's like. <laughs> uh, so Becky said, "Sorry, Bailey said no because you know Becky challenged her to a cage rematch." And then she dragged out Dakota Kai, threatened to pilmanize the angle, uh, the ankle rather, and Becky Bailey accepted on behalf of her friend. And then Becky said, oh, by the way, you'd probably want to check up on EO Sky as well. So that essentially writes those out for next week. Mm -hmm. So it can just be Becky versus Bailey. Effective segments. I am looking forward to that match. Me too. This is where Adam Pierce announced the six women elimination chamber. So currently already qualified for it were the final, the four of the five that didn't win the Rumble. Raquel Rodriguez, Asuka, Nikki Cross, and Liv Morgan. And then next week, there will be a fatal four-way between Mia Yim, Piper Niven, Carmella, and Candice, who lost on this show. And the winner of that will get into the chamber, and then there'll be a sixth entrance announced at some point. Mm -hmm. And who should then walk in? But Chelsea Green, mm -hmm. looking for the five-star treatments. Yes. She is indeed a Karen. That is what the character is going to be. I could see her being the sixth member of the chamber and being eliminated right away. That's, that's her, fun. That's her gimmick. Yeah. In the same way that she came in for the rumble and lasted five seconds, she's in the chamber and is eliminated straight away. Yeah. I, I could see it. I would personally probably try and get uh, the last two. Well, not that Chelsea Green isn't a good worker, but if you're going to do that spot, it doesn't really matter how good of a worker she is nope. in that case. I would probably put like a Candice in this uh, in this match, a Piper Niven perhaps. I think it's Piper Niven. I think they're going to go hard in on Piper Niven early doors. Particular if my theory is correct that it's going to be Raquel, mm -hmm. you want to have Raquel eliminate Piper Niven. Yeah. I would just rather it not be Raquel. <laughs> I would rather it be Asuka. I mean, me too, because like she had a moment on this show. Well, you might as well just jump to it now. Because Carmella, that's her return. She yeah. hasn't been seen for ages. And she was backstage being interviewed by Kathy Kelly. And Asuka walks up, just in her regular clothes, which was very bizarre to see. And then she revealed that she was wearing these spooky contacts. And then she started dribbling mist from her mouth. I was like, oh, she's the best. Yeah, she <laughs> she's awesome. She's a perfect wrestler. She's perfect. She's so good. Look, one, give her all the belts. Give Asuka all the belts. Oh, I can't say enough good about Asuka. Oh, we did the full gear live reactions yep. and everything. <laughs> I was like, give him all the belts. Ricky Starks, give him all the belts. Yeah, Eddie, Takeshita, all the belts. Eddie, Eddie Kingston, Kingston, all the all belts. The belts. Uh, our final qualifier for the evening was Dolph Ziggler versus Bronson Reed. And boy, how did this one didn't go long. No. Nope. Uh, Ali, in a like pre-match interview, made fun of Dolph Ziggler being handed another opportunity. I wrote in my notes, can someone wake this crowd up? Bronson Reed tried his best by doing the tsunami, uh, but and he did so to win. Yeah, again, it was short. This is what I like to call a totem pole match, where you get to see who is where on the pecking order on this show. Very nice. And Dolph Ziggler <laughs> is very low right now. <laughs> he sure is. Uh, then we had the Carmella section and we just spoke about, and then they announced the other two qualifying matches in a backstage segment. I'm, I love these as, like, as entrance as well. I think this is mm -hmm. great. It's Angelo Dawkins versus Damian Priest and Montez Ford versus Elias. Mm -hmm. I am all for that, man, because that says to me Priest and Ford are the ones going into the chamber. That's the conclusion I came to. And Ford in the chamber? Ford in a singles run? Mm -hmm. That I'm all in for. Even if he doesn't win, just giving Montez Ford a shot to shine in a big singles role every once in a while is so nice because he didn't do anything at the Royal Rumble, which really surprised me. Yeah. So giving him a big spot in the chamber, 
I think that'll go over very nicely. Do you know what spot you could give him? In less of a comedic role, the Santino spot in the chamber going up against Brian. Yeah. Where it's like, oh my God, is, is Santino Moreira about to win the title? Yeah. Like that sort of thing. You could do that with Montez Ford. There's no reason why he couldn't be the runner up in this match. Yeah. yeah. Be awesome at it as well. Oddly, they then announced a Bianca Belair segment was coming up next. And it did not happen. Mm -hmm. I guess the show ran long. Three hours is not enough time, apparently. <laughs> well, we know that the women's match is the one that gets tied. <laughs> yeah. so. uh, and then we got the Cody Rhodes main event that we've already discussed. So for me, this was a, a genius little episode of Raw. Because everyone is talking about the elimination. Uh, it's talking about the end of the Royal Rumble. It's, everyone's talking about the bloodline. So this whole episode of Raw was focused on Raw storylines. Both of the chamber matches are Raw. There's qualifying matches for the for Raw, and there's qualifying matches next week. So every match felt important. Every match had stakes, and it effectively built the next pay per view. So even though you didn't have any Sammy or Bloodline stuff on here, you didn't feel like you just got a lame duck episode while they were just like, "Well, just do this for three hours because what yep. we're really doing is just waiting for Friday." This was a, this was an important episode of Raw. They. It was a very productive use of their time. Yeah. They built to this pay-per-view. They built up the big matches that are going to be on the pay-per-view that aren't the big title match. I can't ask for much more out of a show like this where, again, just about every match and every segment on this show had purpose. That that gets a thumbs up from me. I'd probably give this show like a four out of five. I did the same a high thing. Four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gave a four out of five in the edited review. Uh, in which case, it's time. Mod mother, can you hear me? Can we have thumbs up, thumbs in the middle, thumbs down for this episode of Raw? I get the feeling it's going to be weighted in one direction. But mm -hmm. I'm curious to see. And rightfully so. And rightfully so. But it was a good episode. Um, thank you all so much for joining in the conversation. Rustalk.com forward slash support. We've got more of those, but ding, ding, ding. This is your last call, so start getting them in now. Jeremy Ham kicks us off here to say, if they can stretch it, Sammy versus Roman at Money in the Bank with Jay winning the case earlier in the night. Cashes it in, seeing both on the mat, goes to pin Roman, but Sammy wakes up and pulls him off. Jay then has to decide to knock Sammy out to get the pin, but Roman knocks both out to set up Sammy versus Jay. So I think in that suggestion, that scenario, Rome, uh, Roman still retains the belt. I just want the Money in the Bank winner to do something <laughs> this one time. That's my only problem with it. I think Jay being a Mr. Money in the Bank is like, that's fun. That might be a little too wrestling for this storyline, which we've often talked about. But yeah, we'll see. Also, uh, yeah, Sammy and Roman here in, in London. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't hate that. Yeah. I also like, yeah, Jay with Money in the Bank in the bloodline. That's that's spicy. Yeah. Because you can hold on. Because that sets you up then that you can delay this storyline out a little bit. You don't have to like rush to get to a point. Yeah. And again, that would go back to exactly what Pete and I talked about on a, an episode of the Blackpool Content Club podcast uh, here months ago, where it was what was wrong with Money in the Bank. And it never felt like Money in the Bank over the last few years had some sort of beginning, middle, end to the Money in the Bank holders arc. Yeah. It's just, uh, well, this is the time we can have a moment for the people in the crowd. Whereas if you give it to someone in the bloodline or someone associated with the bloodline, that immediately launches the Money in the Bank briefcase into a multi-layered story. 
And that's a big step up from where it's been. Oh, yeah. Uh, Chili Gaming Inc. says, what if Sammy tells Roman that he isn't going to take Cody's title shot and says that he wants the Universal title, wins it at Elimination Chamber, and Cody wins the WWE title at WrestleMania? Do you think that's a good way to split the titles? Yeah. It's, It's certainly a way to do it. But yeah, again, like, I feel for Roman, the Universal Championship, that's the... What you... The problem is you can't pin Roman. You can't beat him before you can't, WrestleMania. You can't beat him before Mania. No. So you need Roman... Like, for Cody's win to mean something, Roman has to be undefeated. Yeah. And so you can't then have him be pinned in the lead-up to that. And additionally, like, the the undis- the Universal Championship is the one with the, the record, like the record-setting reign, the 800-some days. So they probably wouldn't want to end that one first yeah, before the that's, WWE that's title the one problem, as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Yorkmaster53 said, I feel for Tempest. He's trying hard to justify Sammy for the belt, but Roman has been on a reign that we may never see again. The next champion has to be someone you can build the company on long term, and I don't think that Sammy is that guy. Ah, I mean, who's that guy then? Cody. Cody's the next long term guy you're going to build the company around. I think he's a guy you can build the company around. I mean, I'm not going to deny that he's going to be a top star in the company for the foreseeable future and everything. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if this logic, I would give, I would have that be like, you know, a brand new guy. It would be like Braun Breaker, or Carmelo Hayes or something like that. Yeah. If that's the direction that you wanted to go. I just think that the story is there for Sam. Story is there. That that is undeniable. Yeah. Uh, Glare said, "I get in the main event that Cody is a babyface, but used Edge beating up Judgment Day with Beth and distracting the referee for Cody to get the babyface win didn't make sense to me." I mean, it's it's babyfaces evening the uh, the odds. It is a little bit also because you cannot make the argument. Cody made this point in his promos, like, "Look, I could rest up. I could just take it easy mm. and just not wrestle until now until me because that's what Roman's going to do. But I want to wrestle and I want to fight." That you can set this up, that's that's Cody's downfall there. He's you know, maybe he's not as a hundred percent as he thought he was. Mm-hmm. And matches like this could be part of that story. I wouldn't have necessarily had Edge getting on the apron at the end. Mm-hmm. I think that might have been a step too far yeah, into yeah. the baby faces getting what would be considered a heel win. But the rest of it leading up to that point, I didn't have as much of a problem with. Uh, BM Whitehouse said, I hope the way Miz keeps getting treated leads to him having a run like he did in late 2016, 2018, when he was the most overman in the company based off his killer promo work. I'm sorry, when in the goddamn <laughs> pissing hell was the Miz the most overman in the company? I'm not getting involved in this. <laughs> Luke Thomas said, Hey guys, pleased with Rhea picking Charlotte. Bianca match can happen further down the line. Match will go hard and Rhea can get her win back? Question mark. Plus, who is there on SmackDown you'd be excited for Charlotte to face? Great question. Not many people at the moment, Luke. Dude, you have Nia Jax back. Not put, don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. I mean, I, I said recently I thought that you could have done a lot more in recent months to like build Emma up. Could have done something. anything. Could have done anything with anyone. And they haven't. Ah. <laughs> you could have done anything with blank. Yeah. <laughs> that sentence works. Matt Hennessy, the amount of history in the US title chamber excites me. Both Gargano and Rollins used to be theory mentors and he ha- uh, was their protege. They can really play up to that. Plus, Johnny, Austin, and Bronson all have history from NXT. It's going to be a banger of a match. Should be a great match. Like, with the, the field that we're looking to get in this chamber match, I think it's going to be really, really good. We'll see how much of that they play into. 
you yeah. know, with Johnny Gargano having lost a title to Bronson Reed. I don't know if they'll bring that up, but yeah, it'll be nice at least. I'm sure commentary will throw a line in during the chamber match. Oh, Corey Graves, for sure. Will. Yeah. Yeah. Anonymous says Prison Dom, Dexter Loomis, now Maximum Male Models, and Karen Green. Do you think there's an overflow of comedy acts within a three hour runtime? And if so, would you like it adjusted? Um, uh, would you like it adjusted without cutting one's TV time? Prison Dom is fine. Yeah. I, I think we could do without Dexter Loomis, but that's just me. I think Maximum Male Models will be fine if they're involved with Otis, because I think that wi- that has that has a very high ceiling for oh, comedy. It really does. And I'n willing to give uh, Chelsea Green's character a, a shot because it's brand new. We're two shows in. Yeah. I, and I think it's it's hard to judge the Karen Green one, but I agree with the, the point that Anonymous makes there. You know, that is a few a few comedy acts, perhaps a few too many, but I'm willing to let a lot of those play out. Mm-hmm. I think like Triple H has done a good job enough to, I can now use the term, let it play out. And I mean it. Yeah. I, I would just take a rid of Dexter Lee. <laughs> oh, you know, that's well, just me. Hey, well, you know, there's one other place you could go, which is SmackDown. So oh, <laughs> never mind. Never mind. I'm okay with it. You can have them. Chris here says, this was a terrible show full of redundant, pointless matches, which we all knew the winners already. No storyline progression, and Triple H left Alexa off the show after that joke of a title match on Saturday. Triple H has started the road to Mania with a whimper. Do better. I hope, Sma- I hope Alexa has moved to SmackDown to be with Bray, and that's all I've got left for this week. Do you guys think Alexa will get another title match in her career, and one that isn't just to humiliate her like the last five out of her seven singles matches were? Against Ronda, Bailey, one with a handicap match, Charlotte now Bianca, all squash matches and humiliations. Is Alexa's credibility totally gone to contender, main event star? She will forever be a jobber for champions until she leaves. Do better, Triple H. This has to be a bit, right? I don't know. He called me a fake fan on Twitter uh, the other day. I mean, that the first chat is just factually incorrect. Full of redundancy, pointless matches, which we already knew the winners. Uh, and uh, but, but, but there was another, there was another, no story progression. You had two Royal Rumble winners choosing their challengers or champions at WrestleMania. Yeah. I, I know. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Alexa Bliss is going to be fine. She'll be fine. She's, she was champion for like. Two years on Raw, it felt like. They always gave her a belt and had her beat everyone. She's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sh- she'll be fine. Ryan F. But what do I know? I'm a fake fan. Ryan F. I was at Raw last night, and I agree with what Luke said about the dead crowd. Cody wasn't out. The crowd was dead. If Cody was out, crowd lost their S word. Overall, though, I had fun. Also, ah, you were the guy with the sport rest talk sign. I didn't spot on the show, but I got tagged on Twitter. Uh, someone said, like, oh, did you see the sign? And I missed it. So I'll retweet that, but... So I did see it. I just didn't see it in the moment. Also, it said LIW for life. So it would have been really, yeah. really nice Thank for you. Ryan. Uh, ben said, just me, or has Finn Balor's ring gear ever since joining slash taking over Judgment Day been real bad? What is that? I'm instantly changing it back to the good old trunks as soon as 2K23 comes out. It is very kind of bland. There's not a lot to it. He's just got a purple hanky got, hanging out of his pocket. Yeah, he's got trousers on now. Yeah. Uh, Mayor of Painsfield Dan says, hello, Luke. Hello, Tempest. Now, wasn't this a great episode of Raw? You've got the maximum male models. You've got Dustin's brother doing great and the return of Dexter Loomis. It's like the perfect episode for Dan. The man with the axe. He is back and slowly working his way to that US title. This has to be a bit. (laughs) No, I think like Chris, it's not a bit for Dan. (laughs) No, I I agree because I've met Dan. I know Dan. And I, I've known Dan long enough to think that this isn't a bit, but also I can't read this and not think it is. 
Dan never changed. Uh, Kazumi said, what's going to happen to the tag belt? Also, do you think Matt Cardona is going to return, seeing as though it didn't happen at the Rumble? I thought he would at the Rumble, honestly. Yeah. I'm a bit surprised, but uh, maybe. Malouis here said, uh, it's not going to be Asuka or Raquel versus Bianca. I think it's going to be Ronda. They kept her off the Rumble because she isn't going. She wasn't going to win it. There's no chance WWE will keep Ronda off the card for Mania. If she is on the card, it will be in a title match. Her and Shayna for the tag titles. That's what I thought. I would so much. Well, I I don't need to see any of it, but <laughs> Bianca, Bianca and uh, Ronda, no interest in seeing that. Do I have it? Do I have any interest? Ronda's so, 2022 was real poor. It was it were bad. Um, I, do I want to see Ronda versus Belair? Three years ago? Probably. Yeah. But after that, 2022. Yeah, no, I'd much rather just be in a tag title thing. Yeah. But then she'll just win the tag titles. But they don't mean Fine, anything. They don't, so they, yeah, the difference doesn't Yeah, make. that doesn't make any difference. You're right. Uh, Martin Saunders here. Taking Jargan, talking Johnny Gargano. Do you think when Champa comes back, he'll ditch Dexter Loomis and reform DIY? Another proper tag team with talks of the Street Profits and Alpha Academy possibly splitting up. Honestly, I just because I've seen very little from Johnny Gargano or Tommaso Champa on Raw. In like in general, they've both just been farting around with the Miz half the time. Yeah, well, Champa's been injured. Yeah, I which is the curse of Tommaso Champa. Unfortunately, yes. I think that I I don't know that I would just like immediately put them back together and be like, here they are, they're a team. But you could do like the Seth Rollins Dean Ambrose like yes. long build to finally doing a DIY reunion thing. That I really like. That's yeah. a brilliant storyline to do across the summer. Yeah, that's a great story to do across the summer. Actually, building it towards SummerSlam, it's a great idea. Um, I'll hot tag over. Um because I need you to do some talking. Very good. Bobby Hannafin has been a, become a member, so... And Extravagav has been a member. Bernard Bernard Needham has been a member for 11 months in a row, saying, I'm at work watching and almost forgot I'm a member. I just can't wait until Friday. Luke Pog, Luke Pog, Luke Pog. Yeah, I think those are the... Uh, those are the emotes. The, yes. uh, the emotes, yeah. <laughs> uh, I also cannot wait until friday yeah, yeah boy howdy that's cool smackdown uh shout out to connor doyle whose name was lost by Streamlabs. so shout out to you connor uh caleb formerly known as mr higglesby uh says couple of things one how are you guys going to how are you guys going hope all is well tempest do you have any plans on getting another tattoo luke thoughts on johnny changing his name uh changing the name of his slingshot <laughs> to the bluey dive or the bluey bomb since bluey is the best what great bluey pun can we get in there like you know can't trade the show for real life <laughs> i mean maybe you can get something in there bluey dive i like though Start doing the the bluey thunder bomb, maybe. <laughs> That's good. I like that a lot. For uh, for tattoos, I'm I'm working my way up. I got more work done on on the sleeve uh, earlier this month. I still have I still have more of it to to go. So I'm gonna get that done first. Um, BC Oren says Cody wins, gives up the universal title uh, universal title tournament announced with Roman uh, and Sammy in opposite brackets. First round, Romy. <laughs> Romy. Roman faces Sokoa to lay down. Sammy offers to lay down for Jay, but refuses. Sammy wins. Jimmy refuses to lay... Oh my god. To lay down for Roman after seeing that. Sammy wins. 
I like the first part of that. Yeah. Because Cody is a guy that can make that work of like, I don't need both of these yeah. titles. And I think it's better for this company to have two fighting champions here. Cody and in a promo can make that work better than I did in sort of like off the top of my head. Yeah. And a tournament is great. Who doesn't like a tournament? Because I love a tournament. I, I think getting to a final of Sammy and Roman in a tournament is as fitting a way to cap that off if you're going to have Cody win the titles. I I don't need the rest. The, the laying down bit. Yeah. I wouldn't want any other Bloodline members in the tournament. I mean, I was going to say, I would do a tournament without any Bloodline involvement in it. Yeah. Crown a new champion. You want to make it feel new, that's how you do that's it. That's how you do it. It's all of them in there. Like, even doing that, do you remember when... Sheamus won the title and he won it from being like he won like a qualifying match of guys who've never won the WWE yes. title before yes and Randy Orton yeah because he somehow weaseled his way into that match oh yeah of course he did yeah gotta have stars in there that would be a lot of fun guys yeah. who've never been the top guy before in a tournament like that would have a hell of a lot of stakes to those matches yeah I like that that's fun uh, Ryan Singh says afternoon guys I think this is the happiest I've been as a wrestling fan in my life was born in 99 so missed the 2000s I think it's key to accept that not everything in wrestling can be for me but it's crucial to take the positives and enjoy the product Ryan we need more people like you on this planet that's yeah, a yeah. wonderful wonderful outlook what a positive positive man I enjoyed that a lot reformed dollar bill says all this booking Wrestlemania imagine Roman versus Sammy night one Roman versus Cody night two and <laughs> Roman wins both <laughs> <laughs> that's like the complete opposite of what the guy before said <laughs> oh that really got me that really tickled me i'm just marcus says so i'm a little i'm still a little worried that sammy may not be the main event of mania only because mania is usually attended by the hardcore part of the fandom who might boo cody for not being sammy Rhea versus flair it'll be good just an odd choice marcus i would have said the same thing last week this time last week i just said the same thing after seeing the rumble and this episode of raw i have no worries about that whatsoever i think people just like cody people like cody yeah i think we're all right and also sammy can still be the main event just in the tag me up yeah match maximus grove says roman turned into a sadist gang leader out of a need to be powerful possibly also from fear of his own weakness to accelerate this fracture do they mention roman's cancer as the re reason for his insecurity and abandoning his humanity I mean, Man. I think that would have to be a decision he would want to make. Yeah, totally. I don't know that I would write that for another person. But, hey, if he wants to say it in a promo, it'll be a hard-hitting promo. Mm. I, I just don't think it, it's going to happen, personally. Uh, Dalton Riser, I believe this is the last one, but I'll No, there's two quick. more. Okay. Dalton Riser says, I wanted Rhea to challenge Belair based on Raw stuff. However, thinking on it, Charlotte is a much richer narrative because Charlotte won the Rumble and snatched uh, Rhea's NXT title so this makes for a nice mirror yeah it's not bad it's just not the choice i would have made but like i i and i said this in the edited review at least there is storyline justification for it yeah it's not just like lol we'll do this instead yeah as it's a not seamus and daniel bryan yeah as a storyline it totally makes sense yeah so you can't be like like i'm not angry at it from a or not even i'm not even angry at it because i think it's gonna be a good match but like i'm not annoyed at it from a storyline perspective because it'll be a great match it's more just, it's not the choice I would have made. I would have much rather seen Rhea Bianca. Yeah. Uh, Jose Rivera Valentin says, if Sammy pins Reigns before Mania, it'll be like Christian winning the Impact title from Kenny on Rampage before the pay-per-view. I disagree. I don't I don't overly disagree, though. I don't not, think... It, I think Roman is built up much more than Kenny That's is. true. That's very true. But I also, when 
Christian won the Impact title, I was like, eh, it's kind of sad, sad to see Kenny get pinned before the match. I, I get they did a whole like big schmoz and everything around it, but yeah, like Kenny, like Kenny's not a, where Roman is now. No, it, I think that was more important to give Christian something before that match, even if it's just you know I, I don't think anybody thought he was winning that match, but give him a little bit of something leading in. Yeah. Whereas this isn't the same situation necessarily, where you don't need to heat up a baby face to face Roman. It's just ah, it's different. Yeah. Uh, Leonza Duncan says, I know y'all hate the Miz, but he wasn't. Uh, but he wasn't from end 2016 to 18. Miz was white hot and felt like a legitimate main event player. While also having good matches, he got over naturally and fans started to even cheer for him. I'm sorry, guys, but it did happen. No, it <laughs> didn't. I was going to say, I was reviewing these shows. He in had that three time. good weeks. <laughs> 2017. Name me one Miz match in 2017. I was reviewing the shows. I, I I don't overly recall this. I'm also just going to preface this again. I say this every single time. I don't hate the Miz. Hate is such a strong word. And I do not hate the Miz. It's just not my cup of tea. This is just bizarre to me. <laughs> this is bizarro land. I'll go and I don't have time. <laughs> so dollar bills. White hot's a bit much. Like, <laughs> again, he, had, he cut one good promo, had one good match within a three-week span in, in 2016, and people have not let anyone forget about it since. But they've blown it up in their, their minds as this incredible two-year run. It was also I, getting off for seven years ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. He's, eh, whatever. Miss sucks. <laughs> You're all wrong. Miss doesn't suck. Miss kind of sucks. It's just not my cup of tea. Miss sucks. Um, we have got. Let's uh, end the poll as well before we get out of here, just to find out what you all thought of uh, this episode of Raw. Seventy percent thumbs up. Mid twenty five percent. Only three percent thumbs down. It was just Chris. That is very, maybe, <laughs> Manny Omari. What part of the multiverse did Ms. Hotness transpire on? I have no idea. But also, Four Speed, he's a future Hall of Famer. Of course he is. Everyone's Everyone a is. future Hall of Famer. <laughs> Tory Wilson's a Hall of Famer. If you had a job there, you're a Hall of Famer. It's fine. The Godfather's a Hall of Famer. Hey, he had a great career. Yeah. Was, because he was there for like 20 years. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> anyway that is all we've got time for on this edition of the rest of the podcast if this is your first time here please do press that subscribe button and give us a little thumbs up thank you also we've got a huge influx of subscribers lately so thank you to all of our new viewers who've joined us we really do truly appreciate each and every one of you we're now on our way to 85k that's my next big goal i would like to hit so please do join us on that quest until then i have been luke and dad that has been tempest jam that jam Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 